And we're off. Oh shit. Hey, what's up guys? Long time. No talk. Yep. No no cast. But we're here. We are back. We are back in probably the same as ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, yeah, but uh we are we are back and it's uh it's 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 hammer time. It's spooky season. It is spooky season. And I think I think season 2 episode 1 is the best time to date your podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> um <laughs> No, but anyway. Um, so this is our this is our Halloween special and uh, grand return. Sure. So <laughs> the, the, we this is uh, this is season. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> gotta knock. Gotta knock the rust off. Uh, this is season two, episode one of the Unformatted Review Show, starring me, Tyler, and. Also me, Chris. Yeah, and uh, also Lucy. And uh, sometimes, yeah, when she barks here in just a minute, much to our chagrin. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah. So this is uh, this is it. It is October twenty fifth, twenty seventeen. To seriously date the episode, right? And uh, we figured there was no better way to dive in than with something. Kind of creepy. Okay, I'm going to say this is a perfect Halloween okay. selection, and, and I don't I don't know if everyone's going to get the same amount of mileage out of this. But when I think Halloween, I think campiness, and I think about gothic horror stories. Okay, this movie. Is one of the campiest things I've ever seen in my life. Yep. That's <laughs> and, for sure. And uh, it references a terrifying number of gothic era uh, horror stories. And one that's not actually a gothic era horror story, but it gets cited as as being in the same category a lot. Do you want to tell people the title of the movie? The title of the movie is The Phantom of the Paradise. A Brian De Palma classic in every way comparable to his other films. <laughs> other campy garbage known like as Scarface. Carlito's way. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but no, so so it is a it is a Brian De Palma film. So that means a lot of things to a lot of people. Like I don't think Scarface is garbage. Don't don't quote <laughs> me on that. It's good. <laughs> are, are you kidding? We're obviously quoting you on it. It's going on the T-shirt. <laughs> Unformatted review show. Scarface is garbage. Tyler. <laughs> Shit. We gotta change the name. It's perfect. And my name. And my name. Um. Sorry. Go ahead. Um. So yeah, this is uh, if you haven't seen Phantom of the Paradise, um, it is as you might expect, kind of a broad riff on uh, Phantom of the Opera, but as you might not expect, it is also a broad riff on Faust and the picture of Dorian Gray, and it has elements of Edgar Allan Poe short stories. 
Like it is. It, it references is, the movie Psycho, right? It is. It is everywhere. It's all over the shop. Um, and it's great for it, and I love it. Um, man, where to begin? And uh, I've been talking for a while. Do you want to? Oh no! I mean, I can do it. No, I can do it. Okay. <laughs> Brief. It's sort of straightforward. Brief. It's pretty straightforward. There is a songwriter named Winslow Leach. Yes. He has written a rock cantata. I wrote the word down so I didn't so I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> well done. Like they did in the movie. <laughs> On purpose. Um, he, he is an alright singer. He right. go, he the, oh God. There's a club. <laughs> Called the paradise. the paradise wants to be opened by this. Uh, There's a magnate, yeah, a music magnate uh, at the head of a record company called Death Records. Awesome name for a record company. His name <laughs> is Swan. Uh, he tricks or his his he he basically all the actions are done through surrogates. There's not all of them, but a lot of them. So he gets his henchman henchman. To uh, steal Win- Winslow's music because he likes the music, but he doesn't like Winslow singing it. Uh, and that's what he wants to use to open his new club, The Paradise. Uh, he then... Winslow then tries really hard to like break in and get his shit back or get credit for it or sabotage it and ends up being sent to jail... He gets his. He gets. He gets basically mutilated and destroyed yeah. in many different ways. His, his he, teeth he, get pulled out, and his face gets caught in a uh, record press. Yeah, vinyl record press. So he ends up <laughs> mutilated. He's back. He's back in New York. Uh, he then tries to take revenge on the whole project, but um, basically he is intercepted by Swan, who gets him to sign a. Magical contract that <laughs> yes. that bind that binds him in certain ways, and he then finishes the cantata. Swan specific, he finishes the cantata, writing it specifically for for Phoenix, who is a girl that he met that he likes, who is a really good singer, um, and so. He writes this for her specifically. Swan, being the person that he is, is like fuck that. Is like fuck that. <laughs> I'm going to get someone else. He gets a flamboyant, amazing <laughs> singer <laughs> named Beef <laughs> to sing it instead, and they change it up completely. And uh, long story short, too late. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I like clue references. <laughs> Winslow kills Beef on stage during the production of his show. Phoenix comes up and finishes it. The entire world falls in love with her. Swan goes makes makes her fall in love with him. It's basically as an in your face to 
Winslow. Winslow, who is obviously in love with her and stuff by this point. And so Swan then plans to kill her for publicity while, while during their on-stage theatrical wedding. <laughs> and um, Winslow thwarts that and then it comes it comes out that Winslow has signed a deal with the devil and making, making him Dorian Gray is much older and he they both die the yeah. end yeah cuz the contract says that if uh says that Winslow can't die until um, watch the movie yeah just it's, just watch the movie it's, it's there's a lot of skullduggery involved it's it's the, magical the, if the if the description I just gave you sounds nonsensical, it is. <laughs> it is nonsensical. It does follow a linear narrative, but boy, is it really like <laughs> out there? Yeah. Um. So all right. So that that the that's the that's the story. Um. Skullduggery and all. Um. So, having discussed that, I feel I I feel like this movie has layers of importance. Yeah. Um, story being first, music definitely being second, uh, acting potentially being last, dead last. <laughs> um. So, so. So moving down the line, I, I like okay. There's two, a lot to unpack two, here. Two part question. Okay. How do you feel about the music? The mu- second okay. part. Would you say that this succeeds as a musical? The answer to the first question is positive. I feel I feel good about it. I really I, like I, it. I like it a lot. I'm probably going to seek out the soundtrack. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's good. It's good. It's good. The only reason I say is because like the whole soundtrack is like ten reprisals of like four songs. <laughs> it really they get they. I'm not going to say that they get a lot of mileage. They they do. I mean, well, I I think get it. I think if you say, "Wow, they got a lot of mileage out of one song," I think that would mean it wasn't wow, obvious. They found a lot of ways to use this one song where no. it didn't become hyper repetitive, and you didn't start to roll your eyes every time. Yeah, you heard it. there's there's really like four songs in the movie. There's but there's like twelve. <laughs> 12-ish performances of these four songs. And they're not like a lot of... Like full, like three to five, six, seven minute performances. Yeah, and they're not... (laughs) A couple times they change the song. A little bit. A lot of times it's just literally hearing the same song. There's there's one point during the movie uh, when Winslow is like rewriting the cantata for Phoenix after he's, you know, met with his grisly fate and signed his contract and everything, where you just hear the exact same song playing 
Like the exact same version of the exact same song playing from the very like beginning six, of the movie. Yeah, like six times yeah. in a row. Yeah. And it just it just keeps going away and coming back and going away and coming back. And that is the point where I put down my note where I was like, they're getting a lot of mileage out of this one song. And I was like, they're not really getting a lot of mileage out of it. They're using the shit out of this one song. <laughs> yeah. So it is probably like realistically like there might be six songs if if you count if you count variations yeah it's really not many for okay <laughs> let me get to the second part of your question okay do I feel like it succeeds as a musical maybe <laughs> um, can you call this a musical maybe <laughs> maybe uh, it no I would say. It is a film about a musical. Okay. It is a film in which a musical is the main plot point. Right. I mean, that's that's factually accurate. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel that way, but that's that, <laughs> that's that's factually accurate. Um, like, if you want to really break it down simply, like that that is that is true. So so no, if I was like listing off musicals. I wouldn't put this on the list of musicals of, right. of any list, like because right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call this a musical. Okay, but I would. It is a it is a musical movie e- in even, the adjective sense. Even even if you even if you uh, even if you limited your scope of musicals to just diegetic musicals, i.e. Musicals where all the movie being or all the music being performed is being performed in the universe of the movie. Um, I, I, ex- Rockstar, Hedwig, wow, that's a weird list already. <laughs> Chicago, sure. for the most part, well, for partial part, yeah. No, this is nothing like that. This Fair is enough. nothing like this. Fair enough. It is. It, it's almost like the inverse of that. <laughs> it, the, because, because... The music is a plot point. But it I, has think, been, I think that's what it is. But it the, has very little to do with like the... I think that's the problem. Or not the problem, but the reason why. <laughs> is that the music is the plot. Right. The music... It's not music about the plot. The... the 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 movie is about the, the music. The the music being played does not inform any sort of emotion. It's like calling Amadeus a musical. Okay, okay, I'm yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but, I I am I am I am with this interpretation. I would say yeah. All right, but so okay. <laughs> do you have another point you want to get to? Because I I do. Yeah, go ahead. My my favorite <laughs> thing about the movie, bar none. Is the I would say avant-garde <laughs> camera angles that they use. It is it at times, especially in the first half, during the you would almost call it like an extended. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a no, I'm not. A sequence of events shown. Oh, like sh- without cutting? No, like, like no, 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 like br- like a br- like a, um, God. 
montage? Yes. Okay. Okay. Woo. Ex- <laughs> 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 we got. We got there. We're film reviewers. No. <laughs> This is so yeah. I would say that the, like the first half of the movie or the first like thirty per thirty thirty five percent at least is a, I kept wanting to say menage and that's not right. That's not right at all. Um, the first like thirty to forty percent of the movie is like an extended montage of failure for Winslow, like and just his and just his fucking life being absolutely decimated and ruined. Yeah. I mean really that's is. there's really no other way to put it. You think like very briefly that the movie is gonna be like, oh like Winslow's gonna have like a little bit of a thing and then he's gonna come down. It doesn't really no you like he starts off at the top. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just keeps sliding. A no name musician <laughs> A no-name musician who's just trying to be heard and no one knows who he is is the best <laughs> point the for best him in the whole movie, <laughs> and it's that's the first five minutes. Uh, <laughs> poor Winslow, man! I, don't, I didn't really. He brings some of it on himself. I, yeah, he was a bit naive to just give his music away like that. Yeah, and uh, he could have used the lawyer. He could <laughs> right, and he could have you know. Given up. I hate to say that. But he could have given up. He could have given up before he got his face murked in like every way imaginable. I mean, I can see how like okay. I can see why he wouldn't have done that because so Because the, it's a movie. The, well, yes. <laughs> but like the first point at which he like really makes a like like a mistake is, is well I mean is giving away his, his music trying to but, get into the audition yeah trying to get into the audition but he goes straight from that to being framed for possession which apparently in this magical state carries a life sentence right <laughs> um, being framed for possession being sent to a prison like a private prison that's run by swan yeah (laughs) like through back channels yeah and getting his teeth removed which you know as a singer that that you know that was that was just so um uh so i i i I can see why at that point it's like okay all bets are off like gonna do some (laughs) Do some cartoonish Metal Gear Solid shit. Yeah. Get out of this jail. By and, hiding uh, in a box. Right. And uh, and uh, and go exact my revenge. Like, I can see why at that point it's like, okay. You got out of jail. Fuck it. You got- <laughs> he made it out of jail with everything but his teeth. <laughs> but he had false teeth. Yeah. He could have quit... Right there. The nice Marilyn Manson grill. He could have quit right there <laughs> and been okay. <laughs> yeah. Not good. He could have. He could have. But I'm just saying, I, I see why he didn't. I, I see why he took the, the... It was his life's work. Horrendously over-the-top, ludicrous approach. It was his life's work. I get it. 
We could poke holes in the plot all day. Yeah, it's not hard. It is shooting fish in a barrel to poke holes in this plot. Yeah, that, that's not what this is about. This, yeah. this wasn't made to have a cohesive thing that you're yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I realized that I misspoke earlier when I was like, stories definitely... The, I was going to say... Stories so, really... Theme, I almost... It's broad theme is the the... the, the primary reason for this the, movie. The, the thing that keeps you on the edge of your seat in this movie, if there is one, is like the... I think the relationship between Swan and Winslow is interesting. There, for parts, for like 50 to... From like 50%, the halfway point, at which point like they, he offers him the deal and they sign the contract and such... That's like the that's like the dead middle of the movie, and then up until well, really up until the end, the yeah. dynamic is interesting. The 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 weird like power play stuff. Yeah, it's 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 definitely there. It's cool. It's not a. It, it's it's not anything that would make this movie like a, a classic or regarded in that in that sense. But it's definitely something that that keeps you interested. I mean, it's not Tarantino levels of dialogue, right? Like, <laughs> um, it's definitely something that keeps you interested. What what really kept me, I think, was just the how. So I I don't I don't know if I already said this. This movie is one hundred percent cast using ham, like. Everyone is hammy. There is no one who is not giving 200% to this movie. And that is perfect casting for this. Like, if it wasn't for that, if you had a fucking subtle actor anywhere in this movie, it would tank. (laughs) But the fact that everyone is dialed up to 11, even the guy who's not an actor. Yeah, oh, especially. Like, he... one, I, I, I didn't think that he wasn't an actor uh, to begin with. We, we looked it up on it, IMDb. It becomes more apparent as time goes on. It, it does. Like, I'm not saying... Oh, not in a bad way. I'm not saying I didn't think he was an actor because his performance was amazing. It's just he has a, he has a screen presence. This is, uh, this is a guy I have already forgotten his name, but he's wrote... Paul Williams. Uh, Paul Williams. That he's he's written a lot of music for a lot of things. Right. He wrote all the he wrote all the music and lyrics for this movie. Uh, I believe he's he, done uh, soundtracking for a lot of things. Yeah, and um, <laughs> Muppets being one of them. He's written songs for Bowie. I think we figured out. Like, yeah. So so that that's really it. they just they're like. Fuck it, you can be on. You can be on screen. <laughs> You're our guy. Um, he's and the, he does, he's the star. He does I mean, really well. He's he's handy with the rest of him. He's got a great screen presence. Um, the guy who plays the Phantom is or Winslow is deliciously hammy. Like. They they have things. He's truly like his performance made me go at the beginning. Like it made me be like, did trauma take some part in this movie? <laughs> because it is truly like 
Toxic Avenger levels of like <laughs> over the top lead acting. Yeah, and he he just he's he's mincing all like once he becomes the Phantom, once he you know gets his face in the record press and everything. Um, after that point, he just everything becomes really mincing, and like a single word can take several seconds to say like. He's just he's gasping and he's bug-eyed all the time. Yeah. There is never less than one row of teeth showing. Like he is chewing the fuck out of every out of every second of screen time he gets, uh, and it works beautifully. Same is true with Beef. <laughs> beef is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it it's again it's just this fucking. Dialed up to eleven, nonsensical performance. Like <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's a very like stereotypically like flamboyant gay aff- affectation to his uh, speaking voice that would probably count as offensive if I didn't fucking love the if I didn't fucking love his performance so much. It it is. It is it is something to behold. Yeah. Um, all the the musical numbers that wind up getting um, like full performances devoted to them. Yeah. Uh, are really well shot. Um, just in general. Those you, yeah, the full stage musical performances. <laughs> that was the thing that like impressed me the most about the movie yeah. because the from what i can tell they for the most part seem to be like all one shot filmed in front of a bunch of extras obviously <laughs> right and like it's crazy man it's like a music video it's yeah. so but with less cuts like it's and, so intense and they and they 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 Putting their best foot forward, fucking open with one. Yeah, and it's uh, awesome. Yeah, like it just throws you into the movie, and it, it's kind of it's kind of everything that it's kind of everything thematically that the movie is going to be offering going forward. It's like this like kind of rockabilly sort of uh, sort of thing done by a, a band early on. Uh, who, the Juicy Fruits. Who, who die very early on called the Juicy Fruits. Um and uh and and it's just it's the song that has like this full performance accompanying it, and it's all about uh a, a aspiring musician who makes it big and then uh, so his sister can get an operation to save her life, so uh, he realizes that his albums are going to sell for more if he's dead, so he kills himself. And so it's like maudlin and weird, and in the background, like there's a fight and like it's it, it's, it's crazy. It's 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 everything you're sh- it's everything you should be expecting going forward. It sets it up really well, and it's very well written song, uh, very well performed song. It's. It, it it sets up the movie perfectly, and it's a nice set piece to have right at the beginning, where you're like, "Oh shit!" It it really like gets you into it because it's <laughs> it's, it's quite good. Shit, we're watching this now. Like, yeah. 
Also, uh, also doesn't help that the uh, the the band members and the Juicy Fruits remind me a lot of uh, Johnny Swade. Yeah, <laughs> to the point where my first note was, "Hey, Johnny Swade came here." Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, this this movie is shot. It's shot so unconventionally, like so many times characters just dead eye barrel the camera. Yeah, like. So much. There's a lot of really on the nose tracking shots. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are really cool. Yeah. Most of them are really cool. Some of them are like almost like Kubricky. The like. one with the the one with the bomb in the trunk of the car was like <laughs> I couldn't decide whether I loved or hated what they I, decided to do. I really but I think I like I really it. like it. It one, anytime you can get something over the course of three, four minutes, all in one shot. Right. That's that's impressive to me no matter what. But <laughs> what they did... People think long takes are impressive. Let's have two long takes right. at the same time. They did a split <laughs> shot from two <laughs> different angles of the same event. Not really, like, from crazy different perspectives no one was one was in front uh, one was front stage one was backstage yeah like that's but like a lot of time you were looking at the same stuff and uh <laughs> it 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 worked question mark i think i think visually it worked to stunning effect the audio was hard to follow because <laughs> the there were was there were almost a horrendous failure <laughs> there were things there were things happening on both audio tracks simultaneously that you kind of needed to listen to and it wasn't like they they were like and, and it wasn't like in the so so in one the juicy fruits are performing a song so you have a, a, a one song that's playing throughout the whole thing, but at the exact same volume, you are listening to one guy talk on the other screen the whole time. It wasn't even like they're it wasn't even like they're saying, okay, we're gonna have your audio up a little bit higher so the audience can get what you're saying, get why it's important. It wasn't important. Yeah. Um, get, why, get what you're saying, get why it's important, and. You know, we're we're just gonna keep that to a minimum. No, it was like talk all the way through the song about nothing. Yeah, we're gonna have you at the exact same volume. <laughs> it's going to be ass to listen to, <laughs> but it 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 works. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's quirky and weird, but it I I, I liked it. <laughs> uh. Man, what else? I mean, did we hit everything? I I I think so. Oh, um, so I I talked about literary references. Yep, references. Uh, Faust, Phantom of the Opera, uh, Casco Amontillado, Picture of Dorian Gray. Um, there's one more. There is fuck. Um. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh yeah, yeah. They do the they they do the 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 stage performance, yeah. and there's like it's very obviously Frankenstein. Yeah. Um. So so you you have all these literary references. They are less 
prevalent. But there are also two film references that really stood out. One, one is, is Psycho. Yeah, it's Psycho. Extremely, it is shot dead. <laughs> well, part of it is shot dead on, like the original Psycho movie, I, <laughs> with even down to like the knife ripping through the shower curtain very slowly, and then another thing happens. But but. Uh, <laughs> I really like that the other thing happens the, because the whole time you're like, oh, okay. they're, they're going to do a psycho thing. Yeah, like, he's going to stab it's, him. It's you're going to see the blood. immediately subverted. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, you you notice they 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 do the shot so well that you immediately know that it's a psycho reference. It takes no time for you to get it. No, <laughs> even if you've never seen the movie, you know right. what's going just, on. Just through cultural osmosis, yeah. you know it's a psycho reference. And you know what you should be expecting, and at the very end, when it's about to matter, they do something else. And it's a really simple subversion, but I really like that they went that direction. Um, the other one is uh, the, the, the same stage performance that has the Frankenstein reference is also like the the set design and the makeup of the, uh, of the performers yeah. is like... A, a really on the nose Dr. Cal- uh, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari reference, which is cool. So, yeah. so again, maybe the perfect Halloween movie. <laughs> it it is all horror things. <laughs> um, there was that. Um, man, I'm looking at the list. And there are so many things that I wrote down that don't really <laughs> don't really matter. Yeah, they're just they're they're great at the time, and it's I, I think a lot of it's just like there's it keeps cer- you on track. There are certain comedic beats that are just really, really well timed. Like, like they're 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 kind of hit and miss. I mean, the whole movie is kind of hit and miss. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that it does well, it does really well. But <laughs> like lip syncing, sometimes the lip syncing is great. Other times, the lip syncing is not even trying. <laughs> yeah, um, they do pull it off though. It was one really good uh, thing when they were signing the the contract that just made me laugh, possibly more than it should. Which is a clause in the contract that says uh, all articles excluded. Uh, will be deemed included. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, there, what? And he's like, it's to protect you. Right, right. It's, <laughs> it's, there's so many things that, there are so many like just little comedic things that work really well. And they're but it's not a really comedy. Fast. Yeah, it's not a comedy. I, I, I'd call this comedy. <laughs> I mean, in in uh, in theater terms, it's a tragedy. True. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know. There's there is a lot that works here. I would certainly recommend it. Um, yeah, go watch it. I like this. I like this a lot more than I thought I was going to. I I yeah. During there were parts during the first bit, I was like. Mm. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is the thing. Right. But no. All told, enjoyable experience. This one will probably stick with me for a while. Yeah. Like some stuff, you watch it and then you kind of like let it go. <laughs> you know? I've I've seen that. I, <laughs> I sort of remember it. <laughs> yeah. Take Shelter comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. No, uh, no, I don't want to pick. On, I don't want to pick on that movie. I, I, I always pick on that movie. It's not even bad. It's not. It's just boring. It's horrendously boring. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um. Cool. Yeah. Well. Uh, so yeah, we're back. Um. It's lit. Yep. Go watch Phantom of the Paradise well, for, for your uh, for your your Halloween viewing. Yeah. See some good sets and it's, some fake blood. We're going to try and do this weekly. I think we should be okay for a while, right? I mean, yeah. The, we, we've never had too much trouble with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as always, uh, unformattedreviewshow at gmail.com. Yes. I check it. Uh, let me know if you have questions or suggestions. Uh, and yeah. Pretty much, that's it. Anything to anything to leave leave the listeners on? Um, I I missed you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Toodles. Bye.